Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC, I'm Sean Carlson. Mayor Adams is warning New Yorkers to shelter in place as rain and flooding from Tropical Storm Ophelia continues to fall hard on the region. The mayor warns the dangerous weather situation is not over, regardless of any gaps in heavy rainfall. If you are home, stay home. If you are at work or school, shelter in place for now. Adams says New Yorkers could possibly see up to eight inches of rain before the day is over. Both Adams and Governor Kathy Hochul have declared states of emergency in response to the storm. There are major disruptions across transportation in both New York and New Jersey. MTA President Jano Lieber says half the subway system is either shut down or partially suspended due to extreme flooding. And the Harlem-Hudson and New Haven Metro North lines are partially suspended. LIRR trains are still running on schedule. There's also significant flooding on many roadways. The city is warning people not to attempt to drive or walk through flooded areas. Officials say six inches of water is enough to reach the bottom of most passenger cars, which could cause a vehicle to stall or the driver to lose control. JFK and LaGuardia both have major delays, and at LaGuardia, Terminal A remains closed due to flooding. Airport officials are asking travelers to avoid the area. Tobacco-related cancers are on the decline in New York State. WNYC's Jacqueline Jeffrey Walensky explains why. A new report from the state health department shows that rates of lung cancer and other smoking-related cancers have gone down significantly over the last 15 years. Lung cancer diagnoses went down by more than 25% statewide and by nearly a third in New York City. A big part of it is that cigarettes have gotten a lot less popular over the decades. And state officials have helped that along by banning smoking in restaurants and putting taxes on cigarettes. Unlike cigarettes, though, e-cigarettes have gotten more popular over time, especially with teens. Health officials say it may take decades for the full health effects of vaping to show up in the data. Stay close. There's more after the break. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy. Speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch. He has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. During the pandemic, New York City launched an open streets program to allow people to safely gather outdoors on car-free roads. WNYC's Ramsey Khalife reports on one open street in Brooklyn that has become a place of worship. It's Friday at noon in Kensington, and the call to prayer is being broadcast from Masjid Nur al-Islam. It's time for Muslims to head to the mosque and pray. The mosque looks like any typical Brooklyn storefront. Men and women arrive separately and go inside to wash their feet, hands, and face. Mia Muhammad Yusuf is an executive committee member of the mosque. He says it is far beyond capacity every week. We, we, we need it because this mosque is very small, you know, like first floor, second floor, like about 150 people, but there is almost 400 people, sometimes 500 people come to pray. So worshippers lay down mats in the middle of Chester Avenue. 
they begin to bow, kneel, and tip their foreheads on what is normally a street meant for car traffic. They're worshipping in the road thanks to a new agreement with the Department of Transportation. The mosque has a three-hour open street every Friday for the noon call to prayer. It's the first of its kind in the city for a mosque. The Transportation Department says only a few houses of worship have a similar arrangement. Thanks Allah that finally we got it. Blocking this uh, street, we've been trying to a long time before, but uh, they don't give the permission. But finally they gave the permission to do this. Local council member Shahana Hanif helped the mosque get the permit. She's the first Muslim woman elected to the city council. This Muslim community, we've really embraced taking to the streets for our faith um, and to keep our neighbors safe. It's really a, a community builder. It's automatically creating a sense of safety. Muslims pray five times a day, typically at home with family. Fridays are when Muslims meet at a mosque to pray, chat, and listen to a sermon from an imam. Stephen Tyler Kent, a neighbor of Masjid Nur al-Islam, says he welcomes open prayer from people of different backgrounds. I like it. Cuts traffic down for us. I also like that the neighborhood is, um, it's a good mix of everybody, and it's awesome that people are tolerant of each other. The Transportation Department says the public worship on Chester Avenue is a great example of the diverse ways New Yorkers have put car-free streets to good use. Ramzi Khalife, WNYC News. Hollywood labor issues showed some improvement this week. The Writers Guild of America ended its five-month strike. While the writers head back to work, it could be a slow crawl for a lot of others in the industry. WMIC's Precious Fondren talked to some New Yorkers from the film and TV world about how they've been managing Offset. Since the beginning of the writers and actor strikes, some film and television crew members in New York City have had to pivot to pay their bills. Alex McBean was working as an assistant costume designer on NBC's The Blacklist when he was sidelined by the Hollywood strikes. I think I spent a lot of, like, end of May and June kind of freaking out about my finances. These days, he's doing some personal shopping for his former co-workers. He's also applying to seasonal retail jobs. But McBean is eager to get back to his regular day job. It's very hard to, you know, translate what I do every day into other industries and and other areas. I've worked to get to a certain place in the industry and I make a certain amount of money. I can't just like overnight like switch careers and still have that same yield of income. Not only have crew members been dealing with less money coming in, some say they also lost a sense of purpose they used to feel from their work. Take Lucia Shapiro. Shapiro spent years dressing actors for big-budget movies. She also runs a business making protective cover-ups actors wear for intimate scenes. In order to make ends meet, she's been selling clothes from her closet and now working on an independent film that pays half of her normal salary. I wish I didn't have to be cleaning out my closet and selling things or just, like, thinking of how to make money when, like, I've already, for 15 years, I've known how to make money. I know how to make money. And that is frustrating because I'm not in control of it. Christine Bean was the costume designer on The Blacklist, but is now working at the Mulberry Bar in Manhattan. Bean says she's overjoyed about the possibility of going back to work, but she remains cautious. There's no date on when she'll return to set. I guess I'm optimistic, but I am planning on remaining at my position that I have currently uh, until I hear otherwise. Alex McBean shares that feeling of uncertainty. I'm just anxious about whether it'll resume in full force and if we'll all be able to kind of like 
go back to work or if it's going to be like more time spent trying to, you know, reach out, interview, call around. So for some crew members, this is another Hollywood cliffhanger. Precious Fondren, WNYC News. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. A quick shout out to our production team. It includes Sean Bowditch, Amber Bruce, Ave Carrillo, Audrey Cooper, Leora Noam Kravitz, Jared Marcel, and Wayne Schulmeister, with help from the entire WNYC newsroom. Our show art was designed by the folks at Buck, and our music was composed by Alexis Quadrado. I'm Sean Carlson. Have a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. I'm David Remnick, and each week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, my colleagues and I unpack what's happening in a very complicated world. You'll hear from the New Yorker's award-winning reporters and thinkers, Jelani Cobb on race and justice, Jill Lepore on American history, Vincent Cunningham and Gia Tolentino on culture, Bill McKibben on climate change, and many more. To get the context behind events in the news, listen to the New Yorker Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts.